0: So my name is Kelly. I'm the worship uh, director here at Mission Church. Today is just a fun, good day. We are singing about the great things that God has done because we are celebrating our annual celebration of our service, of our church. Um, and our fiscal year has ended, if you will. And you're going to hear lots of good things from our staff and our board members. So just be ready for that today. So I hope you'll celebrate with us. So now I'm going to segue into talking a little bit about my ministry here. I have had the privilege of being on the staff here for over six years. And I am so honored to be a part of this church. Not only have you guys been my family, our church family, for over 15 years. My kids were very little when we got here. I think Jackson was four. But through that time, you guys have just walked with us through a lot of life. And then when God called me into ministry, you opened your arms and you allowed me to come into this space. And I didn't know a lot of things, but I was knew that I was called. And through that time, I have had the opportunity to get to know our team so well. You guys, you see the talent. We are just so blessed with amazing talent, with such commitment, and just such a beautiful team who always shows up, steps in, and helps. And so this last February, I just for years have been wanting to do a worship night. And Jeff and I had been talking about it a lot, and it just didn't seem to kind of line up every time we wanted to do it. But we went for it and did a zone worship night in February. And if you weren't there, you missed out. It was amazing. And God really put on my heart this beautiful book called Why Worship?, and I really wanted to teach our people, why do we do this? Why are we here? What are we doing? What, what is the purpose of singing and worshiping? And so we went through the why and the how and the who we worship through that time together. And it was amazing. And we had pastors from all over the zone. Um, we have about eight churches in our zone, if you're not aware, uh, all the way from Spring Valley to Chula Vista to Lakeside. And they all came and they shared some reflections. We had lots, We had over 30 People on this platform, we had a 20-piece band, we had uh, a choir, we had vocalists. It was amazing. It was just such a beautiful time. So we're going to do that again next year, so I hope that you, when you now know what, what, what's got, that it will entail, that you will join us and uh, worship with us. Matt Paul come up, and he's going to share with you his testimony as well.:
1: Well, great. This is a different kind of annual meeting that we're having here. And uh, I grew up uh, where the annual meeting was where everybody got together in the local church and someone would nominate someone else and they would just say, I decline. You remember that, Pastor Bob? Yeah. And uh, so I like the way we do it a whole lot better in these days. So uh, what we're doing today actually has its roots in, in the early church. I'm reading from Acts chapter 14, verses 26-28, and it just says about Paul and his travels. Uh, From Antilia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work that they now had completed. On (coughs) On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. That happened two other times, and all was said, they reported back all the things that God was doing. So there's some things that I will not be re- reporting back to you, such as the loss of Gonzaga yesterday, my favorite basketball team. But understand, I was born in Connecticut, and that was the other team, and so all of a sudden, I was a winner. But in our church here, we have a lot of winning things that we're doing. The question that I keep on asking myself is one that sometimes has been said in jest, but we're going to take it serious today. What in the world is God doing through me for Christ's sake? And that's the question each one of us ought to be asking. What is God doing through me? That was the gist. That was, that was what Paul reported back, all the things God was doing. And so, uh, for me, it's based upon the ministries that have been assigned to me. They give me the title of associate pastor. That means whatever the pastor doesn't want to do, I get to do. And, uh, but now I'm able to play the age card. And that comes in real handy when you have hair like mine. <laughs> Yet everything that we do in, in, in the ministries that we have, in reporting back, is rooted in what it says right there on your bulletin. If you take it out, and you can kind of uh, grade each report, because we're going to talk about uh, our, our mission uh, statement that we have as a church, authentically loving God, humbly serving one another, and a t- intentionally sharing Christ. And so that's what it's all about, what we do. I have several assignments that I find great joy in. One of the neatest assignments I have is to be chairman of our Nazarene preschool board and uh, we just talk about this phenomenal ministry we have to the community and the wonderful results that we're seeing through the through the leadership of Evie and her staff. It is really exciting. And God has blessed our church with uh, seeing this ministry through our mission statement. So God is doing a whole lot of things. Now, one of the times when Paul had to report back, it said Paul greeted them and reported in detail to the church at Jerusalem what God had done among the Gentiles through his ministry. That's my part, our staff's part. But here's your your part. When they heard this, they praised God. So go do your job.
2: Thank you, Pastor Paul. Um, My name is Eric McPherson, and I have the privilege of leading youth ministry here at Mission Church. Last year during this service, I got to stand up here and tell you the story of how I got unanimously voted to be kicked off the church board so that I could then step into youth ministry, Um, my first official ministry assignment, and man, it has been such a joy, Um, man, so over the last year, my personal life has been pretty busy, a lot of fun, Um, I got married, had, yeah, give it up, she's a saint, she's not here, but she's a saint. Um, It was uh, an honor to have Pastor Gordon officiate our wedding and also to have many youth students come and attend our ceremony. It was such a a special time and day for us. Um, I also this semester started grad school to officially learn more about ministry and study and grow my capacity to better minister to our youth and just to people in general. Um, I want to share with you a couple things that have happened in youth ministry here at Mission Church over this last year. Um, we start with the sad. We've had students graduate. We've had students and families move away. We've also had new families come and join us. Shout out to Layla. Layla, where are you at? Right on. There you are, Layla. And shout out to Megan. Megan, where are you at? There you are, Megan. Yeah, she is. She's a great Bible quizzer. And um, speaking of Bible quizzers, did you know that last year our teen quiz our teen quiz team got invited to nationals? They went and represented our church at Mount Vernon Nazarene University with churches from all over the US. Um, we have a great teen quiz program and it's an honor. I think that we have a great relationship with them and we're so excited to continue to foster And partner together in that ministry. Thank you, Chandra. Um, A couple things that I want to talk about. As Gordon gave us the prompt of how are you guys journeying together toward Jesus? And so I just want to share a few of the things that we've been going through and the things that we've seen in our ministry. On Sunday mornings over the last year, we have been digging into the Old Testament to find Jesus. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. We have studied through the books of Amos, Esther, Zephaniah, Ezra, Jonah, and a bunch of different um, other Old Testament stories looking through the lens of Hebrews chapter 11, the heroes of the faith. And man, has it been an empowering and important time for us as we look back to our stories to see ourselves in the stories of scripture that happened thousands of years ago and how those stories are still alive and living today because our God has never changed. Um, On Wednesday nights, we've spent a bunch of time going through the Sermon on the Mount, a beautiful place to be to look at the life of Jesus and what it means for us to be followers of Jesus. We looked at what is the gospel, and then we did a whole series on a bunch of questions that our students had, digging into some pretty deep topics that um, we wrestle with in culture and society today. Um, one of the things that <laughs> I am maybe the most excited about, and I think that you should be too, um, and I'm going to read 1 Timothy 4.12 first. Um, it says, do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Um, it's been a real joy over the last year. Man, we've had three students come and express that they are feeling called by God to enter ministry. Yeah. Yep. And you've seen some of them.
3: <laughs>
2: you've seen them up on the stage up here um, in the worship band. You've seen, if you're at Ash Wednesday, JC, one of our middle schoolers, spoke and did a beautiful job. And we have another high schooler who's actually going to co-lead a series with me um, in May on the book of Revelation. Wow. Pray for us. We need it. Um, But man, it's been such an encouragement and the biggest joy to me over the last year to see not just those three, but those three examples I can share with you and then others in our group, just the ways that we have been growing and growing. Maybe you haven't seen us grown and explode numerically, but man, we have grown in our depth and our love of God. And it has been such a beautiful thing. Real quick, I want to plug that <laughs> we have a lot of exciting stuff coming up this summer. We have Elevate, which we're going to. We have NYC, which we're taking nine students are going with our church to join 9,500 students other students. That's 9,500 other students to go attend a conference and learn about Jesus and impact the city of Tampa this summer. And then also we'll be going to summer camp after that. Um, And so I want to invite you to partner with us, if you would, in a really easy way that I'm sure most of you all struggle with not thinking about during church of like, where am I going to go to lunch after this? What am I going to eat? Well, today, I want to invite you to join us at Rubio's. You have a flyer. Yes, join us at Rubio's. Just down the street on Friars Road. Um, If you present the flyer that's in your bulletin, Rubio's will give 30% of their proceeds back to us so that we can help provide scholarships to our students as they pursue to attend these wonderful conferences and events to engage and deepen their life in Jesus. It has been such a joy. I'm so thankful for this church and for this ministry and all the students. Thank you.
4: Hello, my name is Renata, and I get the privilege of working with our children here at Mission, and I've been here almost a year and a half now, and um, like I said before, I'm kind of a groupie because this is the third time I've joined Gordon's church in my lifetime, so um, I'm a committed groupie, um, but it's been such a joy to be back, and I'm so thankful to be in a church that values our children. Um, a lot of churches don't, which is kind of counterintuitive, I think, but Mission Church, and Gordon from way back, has always been a great supporter of church and realized the value of having our children and, and imparting on them the goodness of God and who God is, because that is the church of today and the future. And if we don't invest in our children today, then we have nothing to fall back on as adults. I'm so thankful. I love that they get to be a part of the service. And for me, it's been a joy. Um, my love language is acts of service so one of the things we've been working with the kids this year is how do we serve others and i think for kids doing things tangibly is a wonderful way that kids can learn about god and so we've done so many wonderful things this year from serving at mid-city the food distribution we've made homeless um, bags to take to living water church we have made blankets for cancer patients we've done so many things this year that that tangibly show kids at their age that they can impact others for christ and so it's been really fun for me another thing that we've been doing we kind of beat the dish.com thing but we started in talking about our church mission statement and how what we do in our kids department reflects the um the mission statement of the church now everybody in here should know the mission statement by now if you don't you're in big trouble so I challenge you. All my kids know it now. They're experts at it. They bombard Gordon every Sunday with our mission statement. Um, but I just want to say it's been a blessing to to share with the kids, to impart who Jesus is, how to live for Christ in this world that we live in today. The other part of my ministry has been working with the preschool, and I'm so thankful for this wonderful relationship that we have with the church and the preschool. We have we have 100 and I think 12 kids that attend our preschool. That's a huge amount of families that come on our campus every day and can experience who Mission Church is and our reflection of Christ to them. So we work really hard to do events that bring the families to um, to our sanctuary. We had movie night the other night. They're going to participate in the music for the um, Easter extravaganza. And It brings families to our church to learn who Christ is, and I've got a chance to work with the staff, to walk alongside of them in some challenges, to get to pray with some parents and and walk with them. So I really encourage you to really pray about our relationship with the preschool, because these are families that come here every day, and we have a wonderful opportunity to share Christ. We have fabulous staff um, that come to church here, that minister to our children, and um, it's such a ministry, so I am grateful to be a part of that. So I thank you to all the people that have taught and work in the um, the check-in and in the nursery and all the different things. I'm going to put a plug for BBS because it's coming, so please put it on your calendars to come and help. So thank you so much for partnering with us as we share who Christ is and lead our children into um, into the future. So at this point, I'm going to dismiss the children to come with me and give the service back to you.
5: Good morning. I'm Steve Horrocks. I'm your facilities administrator and um, I want to thank you for being so supportive of keeping our community here in this facility working and working well. It's, you know, it's the reason we have this building is to reach out to our community. And you've done such a great job. And we would like you to continue doing so so we can have a viable ministry that makes sense in our community. You know, it's, it's such a blessing to hear about our preschool. And, and, you know, quite frankly, if you ever get a chance, come here during the week where you can hear this little squeal going off here and there. And you know it's because they just saw their wonderful teacher or they've just got a cookie or whatever. You know, it's just fantastic <laughs> to hear that. And, you know, that's such a, one of the many blessings and, and part of our outreach here in this church. And also, you know, even our neighbors, you know, at, over at Junior Achievement, every day they have buses coming into our, our parking lot and dropping off their kids. And their parents come along and, and work with them up at Junior Achievement. But they're seeing this church as what it is. It's a community that cares about what's going on. And, you know, it takes our tithes and offerings, and that's really what I'm here for today, is to pray for our tithes and offerings, but just to really thank God that uh, he's given us this wonderful place to serve in and to be a service to our community.
6: Hi, I'm Evie. I'm the preschool director, and I have the honor and privilege of overseeing 26 staff members and 112 children. So as Steve said, come by anytime if you'd like some Funny stories to share, or hear the giggles of little ones, or hop into our nursery. Um, I have an amazing staff. That's been one. Sorry. Um, that's been one kind of awesome change over the last year. Um, is we definitely have become a team. We pitch in for each other. We cover each other, um, but just humbly serving each other. Um, and it's fun to see that connection with the teachers coming over to the church, Um, authentically loving God. My heart melted. I'm sitting behind little Evelyn back there who's not here. She's in Children's Church. She had her hands raised. She was clapping. And that's why chapel time is my favorite time every week. If you want to see some worship, come Friday mornings at 1030. You can hear them in the front office because they are learning to love God. And that is just It brings me to tears almost every Friday, but more importantly, the fact that they can do it out in the real world, we all need to be like little kids, right? Um, And as far as intentionally sharing Christ over this last year, we have had teachers come to Christ this year. We've had teachers start attending Mission Church this year, and I have a couple that walk in my office and say, can you take your boss hat off and become a pastor for a few minutes? And that is absolutely why I love a job, but I get to do ministry at the same time. So seeing these teachers grow into the mission statement of Mission Church, Monday through Friday, has been absolutely amazing. And we get to love on all those parents, grandmas, grandpas, whoever comes in um, for those kids. So come by anytime. Have a snack. You might get some goldfish or something yummy. Um, The other really cool thing is, lots of cool things happened this year, but the really amazing one is we partnered with PLNU Child Development Students, and we had about 15 to 20 students every week on our infant-toddler side who came in and learned from our teachers, but what I heard is that our teachers learned from them. So that's a really cool partnership that I'm really looking forward to as we start our new physical year, and since Paul did a plug for basketball, as an Aztec alumni, go Aztecs.
7: Good morning, Mission Church. As many of you know, my name is Beth Smith, and I am the admin support uh, here in the front office. And Along with Heather Slater, everything you see here, here, here becomes a first impression when you walk through the door. And We just want to say thank you for allowing us to do that for you. Um, one of the things I would like to focus on today is the fellowship that has increased over the last couple of years. People are now meeting, staying longer in the, fe- in the sanctuary after service to get to know one another. Uh, at Christmas time, we did an after snack where people could stay in fellowship and have a treat. Uh, we had lots of people, sometimes up to 75 to 100 people, staying after service to get to know one another. One thing that we help with is if you attend dish.com, I cut up those little memory verses for you to take home. And as part of that, um, <coughs> it helps you become connected with one another. And to memorize God's word and to fulfill our mission statement. Um, We just, uh, we, between Abigail uh, Crosby and Heather Slater and I, we just want to support you. We support Pastor Gordon, our staff, and those who need our help. One shout out, two shout outs maybe. Uh, If you have ever ushered or greeted in our church, I want to say thank you. You guys do an amazing job of greeting people when we come through the doors. And also, anyone who used to be facilities or is currently a facility person, we just want to appreciate you today. Um, I'll keep it short so that um, Pastor Jeff can speak.
3: My name is Jeff. I'm the college and young adult pastor, and it uh, really has been a great year for our whole church and also for our college and young adult ministries. A um, lot has happened. We started a new post-college group this year for recent grads, and that's been really exciting and growing, having a lot of fun with that. Um, our young adults have taken on some new opportunities um, to partner with some organizations and help and be more involved in our community. So that's been, that, that's been really great. Um, we've had a few retreats with our college students, which have gone really, really great. One of them, we actually had so many people sign up that we had to get a second venue last minute to be able to fit them all. And retreats are really where just growth is happening for our community. Um, that's where relationally we grow. We um, we really build on on that community, those those friendships that. You know go with us the entire the entire time um, spiritually, just just the conversations that we're able to have together after being together for a few days. Um, but also numerically, because people invite their friends and they you know decide I want to be a part of this and they come to our church and you know commit to being part of Mission Church and the college group here so so it's been really great. One just fun story that I want to share. Um, I was meeting with a, a campus ministry. Director, um, a regional director, just trying to figure out how our church could partner in ministry and maybe start something. And while we were talking, he was talking about these students he had been meeting with uh, from a particular campus that um, that had not, you know, had this this ministry before, and just was very excited about. And I didn't really think much of it. But then um, after our conversation, had a good good lunch. Um, he texts me uh, a few hours later that afternoon, and he says, "Hey." Do you know these students? Apparently, the students he was meeting with were part of our church, and they were already taking the initiative to start something on their campus, which was really, really encouraging to me because, you know, they wanted to start something. They wanted to lead something on their own um, without even me asking, hey, can you go lead this? So that was really, really awesome, really encouraging, and just the testament of the kind of awesome students that we have here. At Mission Church. So I would ask you to continue to pray, continue to serve the ways that you guys have served by bringing breakfast in the morning. Shout out to the Harlow's today. They brought an amazing spread for the college students this morning. We're so grateful for that. For those of you who who drive, for those of you who invite students over uh, to lunch or host them in your home, for those of you who have been part of Dish.com and have brought in college students and young adults into your community, we're just so grateful. That means so much to each each of the students here to each of the young adults so just grateful for a church who really really invests who really really cares about and loves on our students and our young adults thank you
8: good morning and buenos dias i got a chance to say just a couple of words about we just finished a little trip down to almacillo uh, mexico uh, this last week so it was about five of us that went along had a chance to uh, be with a bunch of other people throughout the years here doing mission trips, down in Hermosillo, there's a, uh, there's a, uh, they call it Casa de Esperanza para Niños. It's a uh, orphanage. It's a uh, place for kids that are kind of just have nowhere to go. The state down there, they don't really have like a welfare system, so there's no place for kids, and so these people over the years have, have uh, had an opportunity to bring kids in. And currently, there's around 20 or so uh, boys and girls. I think from around 8 years old up to maybe 16. It's an amazing ministry. It's, these kids are beautiful little kids. Uh, they'll melt your heart. We, uh, we really did uh, some physical labor, put up some walls, did some painting, a bunch of other things. But the main thing is just a chance to love the kids. So if you ever get a chance to go down there, and, uh, and there, we do a trip every year, highly encourage it. Super easy to fly out of Tijuana, get to Hermesillo in about an hour. Amazing food, great people, great staff. Um, practice your Spanish because nobody down there speaks English. But that's okay because the language is love. And so get a chance to share Christ, humbly serve, and that's our mission. So with that, I want to pray for uh, the remainder of the service. God, we thank you for uh, opportunities. Thank you for this church and all the the leaders, those that are present uh, now, those that are being elected for the future. We thank you for all those who, who hear the call and are obedient to the call and uh, humbly serve one another in order to um, grow your kingdom. So thank you for all those and all the regular uh, people in attendance who also do so many things through our church. Thank you for, for having a church for us, a place, a community, um, just for, to gather. It's such a blessing. Uh, it's a great way for us to be together and worship you. So. Bless the remainder of the service. In
9: Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Dean. So, Aloha Mission Church. Wow, it's taken a long time for me to get up here, Um, (laughs) but that's good because today we finish out the, the, the previous year. This is the close of our fiscal year, and we want to give the opportunity for our staff to let you know what's been going on in the life of our church. And so my pastor's report, half of it already, has been shared by the staff that's that shared prior to me coming up here. That's my pastor's report. And uh, I'm so grateful for the staff that we have and the good work that we've done, um, from all of the people who do ministry to even the, the, um, the administrative people that uh, get to help serve. Would you mind helping me to just show appreciation to those that have served this church so well? Thank you, staff, for all that you guys do. I really wanted to tie in my pastor's report with the sermon series that we have going on right now. So if you have your Bibles, I'm going to invite you to turn to John chapter 17, which is the continuation of our journeying with Jesus. And if you know the gospel of John, in chapter 17, we have Jesus' high priestly prayer. And it is in this prayer that, that Jesus does three things. He prays for himself. He prays for his disciples, and then he prays for all the believers that are coming. And the amazing thing about Jesus praying for himself, first of all, is he already knows what lay ahead of him, which is his journey to the cross. And you would think that if somebody already knew what was ahead of him, and that journey was the journey that Jesus took, maybe his prayer would be, Lord, help me through this next part of the journey. But well, that is not at all what Jesus prays. Jesus' prayer is for him, to, as he prays for himself, that his life would glorify God. Right? Verse, uh, verse, John chapter 17, verse 1. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. What an amazing prayer. Facing what he already knows is going to be his imminent death. He doesn't mention a single thing about that. Instead, he points to God and he says, God, glorify me because my desire is to glorify you. Then he begins to pray for his disciples. And as he prays for his disciples, you can see and hear the love that he has for them because he's leaving them. And his prayer for his disciples... His prayer for his disciples is that, that God's love would cover them and that God would protect them as Jesus leaves. And then he, he sets them apart. So verse 17 of John 17 says this, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. He loves and he cares for them. So he's setting them apart to prepare them for the great work that he's about to do. And then finally, Jesus prays for all the believers, for you and me those yet to believe. And this prayer, to me, is one of the most important things about Jesus' high priestly prayer. He prays for the unity of all believers for a very important reason, that the world will know that God sent Jesus. That's the whole point of Jesus' prayer for unity for the believers yet to come. John 17, 20, and 21. My prayer is not for them alone, which is Talking about his disciples. I also pray for those who will believe in me through their message. That's us. That all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And it might not be apparent right now. But I hope that as you look at John chapter 17, you see something that I see. And that is this what we've been talking about all morning long, the mission of our church is embedded right here in John chapter 17. To glorify God, to authentic well, I'm not going to share it. I'm going to ask somebody really important to come up here. Esther, Esther and are you here? Come up here, Esther. Esther, as you come up here, uh, John, I'm going to use this mic right here. Esther is one of the children in our church. Esther, how old are you?
6: I'm 11.
9: 11. And we've been talking about the mission of our church. And, and it's printed in your bulletin. It's just about everywhere. Those of you who are going through dish.com, our discipleship series, everything is focused through that. But I come across people when I ask them, Hey, do you know the mission of our church? And this is, the, this is the, sometimes the response that I get. You know, the the don't make eye contact. (laughs) And that's okay. But you cannot live out the mission of the church unless you know it. And so, Esther, you want to hold on to this? Do you know the mission of our church? Yes. Can you tell us what it is?
7: It is to authentically love God, humbly serve others, and intentionally share Christ.
9: Thank you so much. Now, if Esther, who's 11 years old, can memorize our mission statement, we all should, right? And the the, the important thing about knowing it and memorizing it is to live it. And Esther, I know that you are living the mission statement of our church, to authentically love God, and Jesus does that in his prayer. God, glorify your son that I may glorify you, and then humbly serve one another Jesus sets apart his disciples, asks God protection over them so that they can go about to live out the mission to continue the work that Jesus has done and then to intentionally share Christ. And Jesus' final part of that prayer of unity, God, you are in me, I am in you, so that the world may know that you have sent me, so that others may know about Jesus. And so, church, can I just, number one, reiterate the value of knowing and living the mission of our church the second part of my report that i really want to emphasize to you which i think is the reason why um part of the reason why we are are, are are in these good days of our church is because from the moment i arrived in the church in fact one of the most important questions that i when i met with the church board as i was interviewing um i said what's the health of the church and when I, when I asked that question, the board looked around like, who's going to answer this question? And, and finally, they were honest with me, and they said, Gordon, we're not where we want to be, but we know that we're getting better. And, and I was like, thank you for the honesty. And that desire to get better, to be healthier, right? Where's the health of our church? We want to be healthier, because the church is a living organism. And like all living organisms, If it is healthy, it'll grow naturally. I've not tried to force this church to grow at one bit. What I've tried to do as the pastor of this church is lead the church on a journey towards health, spiritual health. And I know that when the church is growing in a healthy way, It it will will grow naturally. And that's what you are seeing happening right now. Speaking of growing healthy naturally, I got a note right here that says, Today is Shirley Jobs' 97th birthday! Wow! Now, that is healthy growth right there. (laughs) 97 years. Congratulations. Happy birthday to you. Today, as we leave, make sure you give Shirley a big hug. For um, this um, and then just to tell you about dish. com you 've heard people reference it if you don 't know what that is it 's the discipleship communities that we have established here, and all that has done is to make us healthier to deepen the relationships that we have with God with his word and with one another and all of the feedback that I get there are the the administrative things that need to get tightened up and all that. And I get that because it's a big thing. But the the big message that I get is, Pastor Gordon, I'm, I'm building relationships. I'm meeting people from another generation that have been going to this church for years, but I never got to know them well. And now I do. And And you know what? That's health. That is health. And so praise God for that. Another really big aspect of health is reproduction, right? Healthy... Organisms reproduce themselves. And today, this morning, I got a text from Pastor Robert Churchman. He's over at um, Lakeside Church. He and Holly are a product of our church that now leading another church, which is to me the, the, the multiplication of ministry here. My hope and prayer over the course of the next how many years that God allows me to be your pastor that we will see ministers come in and serve here and learn and mature and grow and we will send them out to start new works in all these different places. My hope and prayer is that we can start many new churches, not just here in San Diego, but far, far away to wherever God puts, puts it on the hearts of leaders to, to, to start new works. And so church health is amazing. So mission, the mission of our church and then the health of our church. And then the third thing to me, the reason, the, the, the primary reason why we are seeing the church where it's at today and how we're going to move forward. What does the next year look like and how are we going to accomplish the great things that God has for this church? It all comes down to one thing, church. And you're going to think that this answer is too simple, but it's really not. It's this it's our participation in prayer. To align our hearts with God for what he would have us accomplish in this church and in our lives. It, and, I, and, and I don't know how else to, to say it, but if we are not engaged deeply in prayer and in the life that, 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 that not just asking God for things. That's to me one very, very, very small part of prayer. But it is in in prayer that's trying for us to get to know God more and more deeply every single day. And when our hearts are tuned with God's desire for who we would be and what he would accomplish through us, and then we live that out, that to me is the goal of what prayer is. The the sad part is that, and me included, 95% of my prayer is, God, please do this and help that. And heal this and do that. And, and all we ever do is we ask God for prayer. And we ask for good things. And we ought to be asking for those things. Because Jesus says, ask and you shall receive, right? But how often do we take the time to just give God glory? And not ask for a thing. But, but just to say, God, you are good. And we glorify you. And may your glory be known in this church as we live our lives for him. How often do we do that? So, my prayer is that we can find more and more opportunities. In this church, there, there is a, a, a stream and a life of prayer that I'd love for, for, for you to tap into. On Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., a small group of us meet in preparation for what God would have us do here. 8 a.m., it's not too bad. And then... On Monday at noon, Angie leads a time of prayer on Zoom at at noon. And then Tuesday at 8.30 in the morning. And Wednesday, we gather again here at 6.30 in the morning to pray. And that prayer time at 6.30 is not to ask God for anything, but simply to bask in His presence, to worship Him, and to give Him what He deserves. And I hope and pray that there will be more and more opportunities that we can create to to pray in the good things that continue to happen in the life of this church. And I am convinced that if we get serious about joining in this stream, this, this, this river of prayer, if you enter into it with me, That this place here will not be the same. It won't be the same. But you got to be there. you got to be a part of it. And so there are many opportunities. And then not to mention, uh, Cindy, that that you lead prayer on Sunday mornings for Moms in Prayer, right? Yeah. And so there's so many opportunities. And I don't want to leave that out because that's important. So many opportunities. And so... The invitation is for you to be a part of the life of prayer here at Mission Church. And then the final part of the thing that I enjoy the most about being the pastor here, my pastor's report, is this. It's the relationships that I get to build. I thrive on relationships. First, my relationship with God. It has, it, it has been a joy to journey in this church because it's not easy being a pastor. <laughs> and I've had to lean on God more in this season of my life than ever before. And it has been so good to deepen my walk with Him, to trust in God more. I want you to know, as your, your pastor is growing in his faith. And, um, and that should be a good thing for you to hear. <laughs> and my prayer is, that you can do the same, but in in the relationships that I have have created and not created, I've not created anything. The, the relationships th- that I have been able to engage in here at mission has been the, the the lifeblood for me, you know, in ministry. The relationships that I have with my staff, the people that have come up that have shared, and the people that that didn't get a chance to share, it has been a joy for me to journey alongside the staff to see them develop and grow in the areas of their ministry that has been a blessing another area of blessing is the relationship that i have with the church board some pastors have an adversarial relationship with their board <laughs> i don't know why but here it's it's been dare i say fun <laughs> the board meetings are 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 great to me i enjoy they're a great time to be together it's a lot of business but the opportunities that we get to share, to deepen our relationship with one another, has been so good. And probably the the thing, the thing, the relationship that I have enjoyed the most, though, it's my relationship with you, the body of Christ. As I look around, I know all—not everybody, but I know a lot of people in here. Most everybody, even the college students, I know a lot of your names. And um, I got to tell you, it's been a great joy to journey with you, for for you allowing me to be your pastor, but also you taking the opportunity to be the church, to be the body of Christ. And now with dish.com and the many other opportunities that we get to, to deepen the relationships that you have with one another so that, so that, the fellowship that we have amongst our people gets deeper and warmer. Oh, that is so good and even as I look now um, out into the, the life of the church, I see people that that used to sit over here that are now sitting over here <laughs> and I see some people that used to sit over here that and and you know you're not just sitting in one place siloed, but instead you are. Finding relationships to be a part of beyond what is comfortable and natural for you, and I got to tell you, that is one of the most beautiful things about our church, and I love, love, love that. And so, church, this is the report that I get to share with you. Oh, I got one more last thing. Is and she's not here, but um, the relationship that I have with my wife is continuing to grow. Rochelle today is visiting her parents in Prescott, Arizona, and um, and she's not able to be with us today. But um, I dare say that I would not be here as your pastor if it was not for Rochelle and the support that she gives to me and um, the, uh, the relationship that we enjoy. If you have not gotten to know Rochelle yet, please take the opportunity to get to know her. She is really, really special. And I say that not just because... Um, I'm her husband but because she's a wonderful human being and and I'm so glad that I get to be her husband. Um I would like to um have everyone stand and I'm going to pray for our our board members and church we are embarking on a brand new year starting um starting tomorrow like this is the, the fiscal year actually it 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 Begun uh, Well, it begins on April 1st. So we still got a few more days. But um, by the time we meet next Sunday, we'll be starting our new fiscal year. And my prayer is that you would engage deeply in the life of our church. That if you don't know what the mission statement is, please see Esther Enchelmeyer. <laughs> and she will tell you what the mission statement is. And then we can live it out together. And then, would you seek to be a healthy part of our church? To to not just be actively doing things, but engage deeply with your heart. And as you do, would you find opportunities to join us in prayer? Pray for yourself at home. Everybody should do that. But join the body of Christ so that as we pray together and seek God first and what he's going to accomplish through us together, that this next year ahead of us is going to be amazing. And then would you, would you commit to deepen the relationships that you have, first with God and then with the people you see around you. And don't forget that there's a world out there needs to know Jesus. And a part of our mission is to intentionally share Christ. And so, let's be a part of that. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and join me as I thank God for the people of our church and our board that has been elected. Thank you, Father in heaven, for the willing hearts of the people who are gathered here today. To come and worship and honor and serve you. And this is a unique service, Lord God. Only once a year do we do anything like this. But through all of the, the reports that Pastor Paul talked about, the people praised God. And I pray that we can do the same today as we walk out. That you would be honored and glorified in our lives. Just as Jesus prayed that he would be glorified so He can glorify you. Would you be glorified through our lives as we authentically love you, Lord God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share you with the people that we know and love. For those who have allowed their names to come on the ballot, that stand before the church, each and every single one of them, I'm so grateful for their willingness and their desire to serve. For those who were elected, I pray that the year ahead would be a year that we can work together to lead this church. And for those who are alternates, that they would be ready to be called upon, Lord God, to be used by you. Thank you for each one. And for our congregation today, Lord God, may your favor rest upon this church. May your health continue to develop and grow. And and may you light the fire for each of us, Lord God, to seek and know you more. Help us to do that well, we pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.